Welcome to Call Your Girlfriend, a podcast for long distance besties everywhere. I'm Aminatu So. And I'm Ann Friedman. On our agenda today, we're going to have a sexy Keanu update. We're going to discuss this amazing slideshow on uh, good housekeeping that features friend of the podcast, Ruthann Harnish, and other aspirational older ladies. We're going to discuss buying sunscreen and some SPF expertise. And of course, we would be remiss if we did not check in with uh, our sentient Cheeto of a president. A lot of activities happening there. Strap in for the ride. Hi, we're in person today. Oh, each got our own cushion on a single love seat. This is heaven. This is a very exciting day. We've done a lot today, Anne. Listen, there is something about being productive alone where you're like, no one is gonna like actually know that I slayed all my work today when you work alone. But like the fact that we were productive side by side, I'm like, I know what you did today and I'm proud of you. I know you slay today. I am really proud of you. <laughs> uh, the constant affirmation, if only we could work side by side every day. I know. In fact, I'm proud of every single member on Team CYG, including our very own Carly Yonce. Oh, we have so many exciting things in store, but. Big news, we're launching a merch run for the summer season, uh, which goes live next week. You can find it June 1st on our website, callyourgirlfriend.com, where we are going to be selling for pre-order a new run of incredible stuff to get your summer set. That's right. Um, You know, some summer additions. I really want to stress that, um, you know, a lot of the stuff will probably be only available one time, so... It's true. This is your chance to get in on the Call Your Girlfriend a Beachbody experience, if you will. <laughs> and, uh, you know, at Call Your Girlfriend, we believe that if you have a body, you have a beach body. So it's true. Is it's your body everyone. on a beach? It's a beach body. <laughs> Man, I really wish that this was us announcing our swimsuit line. But you know what? That's a 2018 situation. Swimsuits for all. Please call us. Um, but yeah, I'm like, I'm really excited about the shop. And like, you know, like all of the initiative and like work that Carly puts into it and it like this round was really fun, like of stuff to do and put together. So totally June one, get all your coins ready. And on next week's episode, we we're going to chat with Carly a little bit and tell you more about how and why we made some decisions about merch, a little bit of an extension of our biz episode and talk about all of the great stuff that you can find there because we are super, super excited. And as we've already discussed, we're turning to consumerism in these dark times. So <laughs> might as well do it in service of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Callyourgirlfriend.com slash uh, shop. The chillest retail experience. <laughs> um, another big announcement is that we are still selling tickets to our show in Philly at what's the place called? The Troc. Trocadero. The Trocadero. Philly people, Philly listeners of this podcast, you really took to heart our like asking for recommendations, the like really delicious restaurant suggestions and like amazing cocktail bar situations that you've all sent in like 
I'm sorry that we can't say thank you to all of you like individually, but for real, thank you so much. You know of our vibe so well. And uh, we're really excited to come party with you in Philly. Come see us July 16th at the Trocadero in Philly. You can still get tickets. They're going really fast. Uh, we're really excited to be at the Philly Podcast Festival. Yeah, and there's a link on our website, callyourgirlfriend.com, on the events page. And you can also go to phillypodfest.com and get your tickets there. I feel like we're being like very like biz announcements. What else is going on? You tell me. You've been busy. Well, oh yeah, this is... <laughs> I've been very busy. This week, a really, really, really fun project that I worked on this summer finally launched. It's called... On She Goes, and you can find it at onshegoes.com. It's a wonderful digital platform for women of color who are interested in travel. And I was really, I was lucky enough to host the podcast for it. It's seven bomb episodes talking to all sorts of different women from Roxanne Gay to Jenna Wortham to uh, the amazing Lydia Polgreen at the Huffington Post and uh, her wonderful partner, Candy Fight. Tons of like fun lady updates and just talking about, you know, the blessing and the opportunity and the challenges around traveling when you are a lady of flavor and a woman of color. You know, like it was fun. I feel like it was my, my podcast side project last summer where I didn't get to do it with Anne and Gina. Your but podcast side piece. I know, my podcast <laughs> side piece. Um, our uh, our pal, Brittany Luce, from, who hosts uh, For Colored Nerds, and a new show that's coming to Gimlet called The Nod, called me a podcast ho this weekend, and it made me very happy. So I'm going to be making a dad hat. But Slash a nameplate necklace. <laughs> yeah, but it was, you know, like, working on this project was really fun. My um, producer, Barry, was like, Barry Finkel at Pineapple Street Media was the best. And I feel like she, I was really nervous of working with someone who was not Gina. And then realizing that actually, like, lady-powered podcasts are run by, like, the best <laughs> women in the business. Twice as good to get half as far. So you know they're good. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's like, I was I was really, I was, like, a little apprehensive about that, and it turned out to be, like, I learned so much about, like, being a professional this summer from Barry, and I'm really grateful for that. So if you want to hear all about, like, ladies of color and travel and, like, fun stories, like, go to onshegoes.com and everything is available there. Yeah, um, but is it on Apple Podcasts, Amina? It's not yet available on Apple Podcasts, and uh, it will be soon enough. But I really think that if you want the full experience, you should actually go to the website because it's its own digital platform. There are, like, great stories from a ton of people. And, you know, like, if you're a lady of flavor, you will totally understand. If you are not, I think that it will be a wonderful opportunity to, like, expand your horizon. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely have listened, and I love it in that way, though, of in the way that travel puts you out of your comfort zone and gives you like a different perspective on the wider world and on your own life. It's almost this like double mirrored experience of that where you're like listening to people who have a different life experience from you talking about the experience of seeing the wider world like in a new way. Like I, I kind of loved it. I know. I mean, I'm very happy. I'm a happy listener who's not the target audience. So just saying. Yay. Um, <laughs> you know. I'm only ever performing for an audience of one, so I'm really happy that you like it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited that this is out in the world.
Well, you know, like one amazing blessing of being together this week in uh, in Brooklyn is that we get to watch TV together and we get to watch movies together. Um, the glue that holds this friendship together. No, shout out to Fios on Demand. <laughs> I have told Anne how much I have enjoyed the John Wick movie series. And it has been a delight to watch them anew with her. And I'm, I'm so happy I got to experience this with you. Oh my God. Okay, let me tell you that John Wick 1, whatever, a very long appetizer to just prepare you for John Wick 2, which features 100% more Keanu in a turtleneck, which features much, much more Keanu in a Hendley. Like all of the garment upgrades that I was really looking Ooh. for. From I mean, look, like John Wick 1 had some suits and I was like, this is fine. There are more bulletproof suits in John Wick 2, but I'm just like the, the overall styling and placement of Keanu in John Wick 2, way better. I know. You know, a Henley is maybe the hardest look to pull for anybody. It's just like, it's very hard. But when you look good in a Henley, you look good in anything. First of all, like, Anne is great. It's like she predicted, like, every single plot point. Like, duh. Like, It's asking, not rocket science. <laughs> it is rocket science to me. <laughs> it's just like asking all these hard questions where I'm like, don't ruin the movie for yourself, please. <laughs> but also, I don't know. It's like I notice more the, like, anime vibe of the whole thing and just, like, how aesthetically pleased, you know. It's like I finally took a break from objectifying Keanu enough that I was paying attention to the cinematography of this movie. Wow. Um, which, I don't know. It was, it was really, it was really good. But also, we were talking about you know it's like sometimes i struggle with this and like how can i be the person that i want to be and like you know watch so much like violent action movies and uh you know part of it is that like this is how i turn my brain off like for me, this is my like uh can i listen to hip-hop it's so misogynist like conundrum that a lot of people have i don't believe in that construct but um <laughs> for hip-hop which we can talk about another day but like with action movies it's like a thing i used to struggle with and then now i'm like actually no like this is a high art form. It is how I turn my brain off. And also, like, this movie series specifically exists in a universe that I'm okay with it existing within. Also, we've talked about this before, but the reason why action movies are my, like, the, a thing I like to turn on when I am relaxing is because a rom-com, it's like, I'm sorry, I'm like, I'm on constant watch for, like, gender dynamic problems and like the way like certain characters are portrayed also rom-coms won't stop like making the lead character a journalist and so i'm then i'm like also critiquing this like on a professional level level where i'm like are you are you kidding me like she's writing she's gonna go sleep with a guy she's writing a cover story about like this is so embarrassing why are you doing our profession wrong why are you doing all women wrong but in an action movie universe where i'm just like keanu is just killing everyone in his way there's like virtually for no good plot. reasons Listen, for I good know. reasons Listen, Listen, he's hurting. He is in so much pain. And and also the fact that I am not a professional hit woman trying to retire, a.k.a. like I don't really identify with the character construct of John Wick, like <laughs> is great for me. I'm like, this is how I can truly relax. It's the best. Yeah, no, fantastic movie series. If you really want to turn your brain off and you're somebody who is like, not averse to like watching people die a lot. Like I will not lie. There's a lot of blood and like guts in this movie. Like get a little stoned, turn on John Wick 1 so you can enjoy John Wick 2 eventually. Do a face mask. <laughs> That's right. Um, it's perfect. Okay. Um, speaking of other sexy things, can we talk about this good housekeeping insane inspirational ass a slideshow i'm losing my mind yeah okay well this is one of those things where the premise of this slideshow is basically women who are like were kind of 
corporate like warriors or like had re- were really accomplished in like one job and have like taken off in a different direction. And the most noteworthy thing, even though I don't think it's explicit, is that they are all well over the age of 50, I believe, right? Yeah, it's like the slideshow is uh, entitled 10 Power Players Blazing New Trails Beyond the Boardroom. Why 50 plus is hashtag the perfect age for getting these go-getters to lead the charge. I read a lot of like this kind of content. I believe it's the first time that I've seen a list that I am actually inspired by. So this is something I think about a lot, like writing, writing for women's magazines and getting asked to like interview another 22 year old, like actor who or like someone whose like first album has just come out like I'm definitely interested in or like somebody who's 22 and they call them trailblazers you know I'm like you have nothing to teach me it's like it's like your dad was a record producer like or like whatever like often often there I mean this is not to say that like everyone who is making making things like movies art music whatever at a young age is not that interesting but I won't lie I'm just like I am so much more interested in the experiences of women who have several decades like of like twists and turns and different professional experiences and I don't know I am just so hungry for that and it's it's very clear by the choices made by a lot of magazines or like equivalent slideshows to this that the assumption is women exclusively aspire to be like doe-eyed 22 year olds when in fact like I aspire to be like a 50 something woman who's like yeah I'm on my eighth career I've crushed it at all of them like what do you need to know I'm feeling great in my body in my skin in my life that's what I want. I look amazing. Can I tell you about, okay, let's address like Ruthann Harnish, who looks the most babed town. Like, I can't even handle what is happening. Wait, Amina, who is Ruthann Harnish? Uh, Ruthann Harnish is a very important pr- friend of the podcast who runs the Harnish Foundation. You've heard her in like on this very podcast. And like Ruthann's whole thing, you know, like she's a journalist, she's a philanthropist, and like her entire mission in life is just like advancing gender and racial equality. Like, big mission but she's like actually doing it in my own personal network like know so many people who have benefited for like the trail that she's actually blazed but also how she always puts her money where her values are and we are all like we're all so lucky to be recipients of that not to minimize how smart and like amazing she is you know i'm like i want to objectify people but like this outfit is flames on every (laughs) on every single level like like strong looks everywhere, but also that, you know, like, and every one of these like slideshows goes with the quote and like hers is so powerful. It's like, um, she is 66 and says in this decade, I'm aware that there is a reason for joy and gratitude in every single moment. I was the first woman in Nashville to appear on an evening news set followed shortly by Oprah Winfrey. And I'm old enough to be fearless. What can be done to me that hasn't already happened? I've survived major crises in every decade. I know that I have the capacity and willingness to lead the leaders are always that leaders are always needed. And I was born for this moment. So were you. Are you kidding me? Goosebumps. So good. so good. Goosebumps. I say this as somebody who has been like on an important list before that has like greatly like benefited Talk my about own that. career. Shout out Forbes 30 under 30 technology. Hey. hey, you know, like I'm very grateful for that or whatever. But the thing I think that's really powerful to me about this is just like how thoughtful it is in the sense that like you hear like a really good piece of insight from every single one of these women as uh, Valerie Jarrett said on this very podcast, you can't be what you can't see. And as I'm going through this like kind of moment of like, you know, like mild insecurity about like career and what I'm going to do and, you know, like all the choices that I make now affecting like choices later on in my life. It's so 
it's so amazing to like watch women who are over 50 like not be afraid to start over and just say like I have the confidence to do all of the things that I'm qualified to do you know and like and there's nothing I can't do and and make a space to make you feel like you can be a part of that also yeah and it's interesting too I went back to my alma mater the University of Missouri earlier this year and got a lot of questions of the kind of like, what would you tell yourself when you were college age variety? And one of them, one of the things that I kept thinking about is like, you don't know, like it's impossible to plan 10 steps ahead. Like no way. You just have to like kind of figure out like, what is the first step you want to take? And these women are like a really interesting lesson in, oh, once you've taken 10 steps, eight of them totally unexpected, like what does your life look like? How are you feeling about things? Like, and, and the way that that affects like the changes that you want to make for the future. And like, I love what you said about like in a moment of insecurity or indecision, being able to say, here are these women, none of whom decided at age 18 that they were going to be whatever they are today and set out to do it. But like women who made responsive decisions based on like their skills and the time and like their industry and all of this stuff. I just, I love that. Yeah. And also just the level of confidence too, that comes with like doing something for, for long enough and also really listening to your gut and being confident in your own place in the world. Like there's, there's something that's so unshakable about that, you know? And, and I think that that's the thing through that these like 10 women like push consistently over and over. Um, Susan McPherson, who runs McPherson Strategies is on, is on here. Like I know firsthand that like she's a very generous like human being. What is McPherson Strategies? Um, McPherson Strategies is Susan's like power connector business. Where what? She, that's a business? Um, <laughs> listen, this woman will connect you to anything <laughs> that you need to do. She like is kind of an expert in sustainability and in um, like, you know, like building deep, like institutional reserves of goodwill. Like hearing her say the biggest gift of being this age is the depth and breadth of the relationships I've developed. I've been interested in talking to people and hearing their stories. That was true when I was when I was a waitress in my teens, and it's true now that I'm the CEO of my own business. I'm proud to facilitate connections that pave the way for entrepreneurs, connect corporations, nonprofits, and others to drive progress. Wow! Like, I like this is this is wild. Like all of this is wild. Oh, and then I was reading to you this one about this woman, Stasia Pierce. Stasia Pierce, fifty, founder of Life Coach to Women, and author of twenty one books how is that even a thing i have not done 21 of anything that is productive (laughs) in my entire life but like she says at 50 i have an unwavering confidence and i know my worth journaling is a huge part of my self-discovery if i could hand everyone a journal i would i'd say this blank book right here is how you'll find your voice learn to trust your gut and figure out what you want goosebumps real time goosebumps right now journals are real that's a good advice uh I don't know. Good job. Good housekeeping. Good job. L'Oreal Paris. I what? like, I might become a, like, I might become a good housekeeping oh, is this subscriber. Spawn-Con? Oh, this is definitely SponCon. Wow. Good job. Whoever set up this SponCon yeah. deal. No, <laughs> this is great. Like this is a great partnership. Mm-hmm. Also a really interesting, just thinking about this as SponCon and the way that like we often critique empowertizing gone awry where I'm like, you know what? Like you don't need to make me a L'Oreal product that is like, a, like with feminism on the packaging about how like it's going to make me feel good about my face or body. Like all you need to do is like bring me stories of women who like are relevant and interesting to the life I want to lead. I feel like it's broken my cynicism about what this kind of like, uh, what this kind of content usually wow. is. Wow. And also, we love Ruthann. 
yeah also like yeah i'm like i love older ladies i like aspire to be one one day i know and shout out to all of our listeners who like are in fact older women we got an amazing email i know we talk a lot about the life and struggles of somewhat younger women but we got this incredible email after we said it was our friend anniversary um and podcast anniversary um it says uh i love your podcast and can't wait to see you guys in philly as I'm a bit senior compared to the two of you, I must tell you that my bestie and I have been friends for 40 years. We have been through many good and bad dates, crazy road trips, husbands and ex-husbands. Now at 57, she is the sister I never had, and I'm still picking out her outfits for special occasions, such as life. I'm her stylist, friend, confidant, etc. So ladies, please continue to cherish one another. Oh, I get tears when I hear you talk about how you met, started your business, and how you both are secure enough to allow others the true benefit of your friendship. I love it. I feel like those ladies just offered us, like, that was a gift for, like, they're the ones doing all the heavy lifting. She also said, wish I had you two around when I had a period, which basically is like, we need to do, we definitely need to do a menopause and perimenopause episode at some point. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, shout well, out to Barb. We'll see you in Philly. I know. Can't wait to meet you, Barb. That's amazing. Uh, oh, so many feelings today. I know. I'm like, I don't want to talk about the hard things Listen, because like, I like tr- talking about the fun things. This episode is a like a lesson in accentuate the positive for I- sure. What do you want to talk about next? Um, I want to talk about my sunscreen buying adventures. Oh, it's almost summer. It's almost summer. So the summer skin struggle is real for me. Also, like, I, uh, it's funny. It's like, I'm getting all of my, like, uh, my skin problems in adulthood that, like, people, like, I was a teenager that, like, never had acne. Oh, my like, God, me too. All of my peers dealt with, like, acne and pimples and whatever. And, like, this face, smooth like a baby's butt. And then, you know, and then my hormones got out of whack, like, later in age. But so, you know, gotta take, it's, like, in the same way that we go to all, to, like, doctors for the bod, you gotta go to a doctor for the skin because it's the biggest, uh, it's the largest uh, organ (laughs) that belongs to you. But, yeah, so it's, like, I've been really into going to the dermatologist lately. And one of my, like, big struggles, like, women of color, like, problems, especially, like, black women, like, problems, is sunscreen because... Like, I grew up not wearing sunscreen, and <laughs> that's, like, a big no-no. And for just, every skin yeah, type and color? For every yeah. skin type and color, but also just, like, the lack of education, generally, that there is around, like, black, like, dark skin and um, sun- sunscreen. I'm glad that, like, beauty publications, or some beauty publications, at least, are focusing on this. And, in fact, on Into the Gloss, one of my very favorite blogs to read, there is an entire, like... 
uh, sunscreen diary from uh, a woman who just like writes about like trying to find the perfect sunscreen. Like she's a black woman about finding like the perfect sunscreen, like sunscreen for her skin. And so I've been vicariously living through this and uh, definitely ordered like a bunch of the ones that she was trying to see what works for me. And Into the Gloss is like the company that like brought you Glossier that we talk about a lot on here. And they have a sunscreen product that's coming out. But there's like all these other options. And that's like the problem, right? Is that you have to try so many things to see what works for you. So I feel like, Anne, that's going to be my next week when all of these like sunscreens show up. I did that thing last year. I think it was about last year. I read some article about like oxybenzene and like other shit that is in many sunscreens and like freaked out about it and went to there's a small beauty shop in LA called Larchmont Beauty Center, which is a delight. Mm, I'm familiar. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I feel like I feel like most most people I know have cruised through there at some point. But anyway, I was like, listen, like I like you know, in that way that it's like maybe irrational, like sometimes you're in a mood and you just read something about how something's really bad for you and you like decide to go with it. I was like, can you recommend me a sunscreen, like a face sunscreen that's that doesn't have all of the bad stuff in it, but is like still going to work. I don't want to just have like a cone of zinc on my nose. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like something that's like cone a little more low key, zinc. a little more low key than that. Um, and I've got this French brand. What is it called? L'Oreal. No. <laughs> because you're worth it. No. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Leven? Yes. I was going to say Avino. French Avino. Aven. No, Aven. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, so yeah, so I've been wearing this Aven SPF 1 bajillion, but it's like, it's pretty, it's pretty good. I got to say, because one thing about it is that you, and I don't know if this is like what it's made of. You really have to work it in, you know, otherwise it like shows up on your skin. And I'm like, maybe that's also one reason why it's working so well for me. Yeah. Also another huge problem with like, uh, like darker skin tones. Yeah. You got to like, work it you in. You know, you got to work it in. I'm, I'm always out here looking like a... I don't know if you're familiar with this Australian tennis player, um, Leighton Hewitt, who like Of course I'm his, not. <laughs> listen, I don't I don't know your tennis watching habits from Zero before, tennis. From before I know you. <laughs> I like, I've watched no tennis. Leighton Hewitt is Australian and my favorite time of the year was at the Australian Open when like and this man would like just like show up on the on the court with like insane amounts of zinc. Actually, everything I know about white people and zinc on their face is because of this player. He looks very um, aggressive, according just, to just Google, Google him with like zinc. Every single photo is him making like a yeah, bro fist. Listen, he was a really good player. Um, what? Uh, what happened? I mean, he's retired. <laughs> okay. You know, there's a companion article to the journal that I talked about that um, on Into the Gloss also that answers all of your beauty questions from like how much sun exposure can you get and all this stuff. The thing that I love the most about it is that all the people that answer the questions are kind of, um, they're like the dermatologist superstars. So every time I see their names, I'm like, oh, that lady's the esthetician all the celebrities go to. The dream this person, team. Exactly. It's like, it's the dream team. So, and they answer like all of your, like, I have acne prone skin and I worry about reapplying sunscreen or, you know, like, like, how much do you change it? And th somebody actually explains to you, like, what the, what the fuck UV rays are. Because I don't know how much SPF you're supposed to wear. It's true. Stuff like UV rays and, like, what's a broad spectrum? Like, all those uh, other stuff. I don't stuff. even know what that like, means. Yeah, I know. I see that on the box and I don't know. Also, what I'm I Like, I am a broad on a spectrum. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I just want somebody to make sunscreen that smells good. That, like, will melt into my skin well and um protect me from sun cancer that's all i want listen it's not too much to ask lots of questions we'll link to all of this in uh on callyourgirlfriend.com so if you have like 
questions about not burning your face with sun rays because we have no more protection from the sun because of our government. Like this is like, you'll know where to go. I'm yeah. so angry well, right now. You need to know what to slather on your already perfect beach body. Yeah. I'm like, like, you know, elections have consequences. <laughs> we elected the wrong person. And now you have to like invest more money in sunscreen because everything is melting. Everything is melting. Everything is melting. Yeah. And do, do it now because like, it, like who knows what's going to be happening ozone wise in another 30 years. Oh my God. both like sunscreen and melting and like like being politically despondent are a nice segue into cheeto watch okay cheeto watch what is happening slash what is not happening crazy shit is happening right now one good thing is that the president is out of the country which means that this would be a great time for a military coup. Stop it! <laughs> if we lived anywhere Honestly, else. Honestly, I can't even. This is how you know that I like, I lived in civil unrest. Listen, it's like, I know. It's, it's like a- any president will go on a trip and you're like, for real? You're going to leave, you're going to leave the, tr- the throne unattended? Like, it's over for you. You're like a civil unrest bootstrapper where you're like, I survived it. Anyone else can survive <laughs> it too. Like, I made it. <laughs> Listen, so far, this movie is nuts. Like, for <laughs> the movie of the Cheeto era? Yeah, the movie of the Cheeto era is nuts, right? Like there were like these great pictures of the day that they they left to go on the trip. It's like everybody left to go on the trip Where except did they for go? Mike Pence. They went to the Middle East, which according to Trump is only <laughs> Saudi Arabia, not Israel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like in Israel going like, "Oh, we just got we just came back from the Middle East." <laughs> <laughs> and there's an amazing clip of when he says that moment, a man in the room like rolled his eyes like the entire way. It was amazing. But so yeah, they're in the Middle East and then they're now they're in Europe. By the time this podcast airs, who knows? Maybe they'll be in jail. Hopefully, that the trip is very weird. It's like an, it's like you can't be going on tour when you have broken everything here. It's just a like this is a bad. I also it's a bad situation. This is a continuation of Ivanka's dad meeting like men on the global stage who you and I are very skeptical of, but other people love to love. Like, i.e., like our Canadian scammer friend, Justin Trudeau, i.e., this Pope, who everyone loves, but we know the truth. I know, Seeing, but Anne, the Pope uh, looked just as annoyed as we did I know, in all but the that's photos. A, look, at, like, I was just about to say, that's part of the problem. It's like they come out so well next to like Ivanka's dad in all of these like photo memes. Yeah, that you forget. Like, you forget. This is all the enemy. This is all enemy like, Everyone is scamming. Right yeah. Everybody's a scammer it's really interesting that the story of the election was that like you know don't elect the lady president because her entire family is grifters and like i do not see a world in which like president hillary clinton is taking chelsea clinton like on world trips with her it's like your adult children need to stay home this makes no sense 
Ivanka's traveling with her dad. Every country that they go to, like people are like, hey, can we give money to the women's fund that you put in? And I'm like, that's the literal definition of pay for play. Like that's literally, that's literally what that means. If there was no like fascist implications to everything that was happening here, this whole thing is actually hilarious. Like it's really fucking hilarious. But then you you realize that like millions of people are like lives are at stake. Oh God! Also, the orb fondling photo. We oh, haven't talked about that. I, like I'm so scared about the orb. But so here's what <laughs> happened when Trump met um, the president of Egypt. You are a unique personality that is capable of doing the impossible, President Abdel Fattah El Sisi of Egypt told him. I agree, Mr. Trump responded cheerily as laughter rolled through the room. A few moments later, Mr. Trump returned the compliment in fashion. Love your shoes, he told Mr. Sisi. Wow. Boy, those shoes, man. Um, this story makes me so happy because I'm like, all of these people deserve each other. I love that like he had to go to like ostentatious Arabic extreme gold and like beautiful shoes like that whole stereotype for him to it's like the love that he doesn't get in america he's like getting in the depths of the middle east is killing me did you see the pictures of them on the golf cart with uh in saudi arabia here's the best part about the fucking golf cart saudi arabia is always gonna saudi arabia they made melania ride in the back of the golf cart (laughs) because she can't ride in the front with the king and trump like they're like no for real this is what's happening you're like you know you're like i don't respect this but i respect your consistency like they're like all the women here right oh god it's awful it's so awful but it's also like very telling like how well they're being embraced in these countries there's just something about like the kind of capitalism that they push and the kind of capitalism that like let's say somebody who runs a caliphate is really down with and how they're all complicit with each other it's like the story of the election was that these countries are enemy countries you know and they're all bad and whatever and then he goes over there and he gives the like mildest speech about how oh really we're all the same person and it's like yeah no shit this is where you get all your money from that is like one of the most annoying narratives like both in like post-election america but like also in like foreign dignitary speeches of just like we're all in this together and it's like yeah like we literally live on the same earth or like in the same country but like you know almost all of the like policy disagreements or like problems that arise is because we are not all in this together in the same way. Like there are like differences in power dynamics based on all this other stuff like gender and race and class. And, and it's like just being like, yeah, yeah. Like really we're all fundamental. It's one race, the human race. <laughs> no, no. They're like, we're all fundamentalists. <laughs> like, yeah. And maybe that, maybe that's like the real meeting. Like you can hear this however you yeah, want. Yeah. You know, like, you know, it's like the, the king of Saudi Arabia is probably like a, yeah, I love that you like to control your women like i like to control my women so much like, in common <laughs> we have so much in common also the amazing photos of like steve bannon literally sitting next to his like wahhabi counterparts you know it's like yes you guys are all ministers of islamic affairs in your own version i don't know i love seeing this as like a america also exports its extremist clerics like we think that the the terrorism is one way i'm like no no this is global terrorism this is a two this is a two-way trade agreement for for like religious extremists <laughs> it's like yeah also and your favorite artist toby keith was oh on <laughs> i hate you so much yes yeah, favorite artist toby Stop. keith was on deck in Saudi Arabia when Trump was visiting that he did a man only concert because you know like women don't get to enjoy life over there apparently according to the news some people say not just, me just some when people you say. thought you couldn't hate all of these people anymore yeah I'm like Toby Keith 
what like people who listen to Toby Keith music stereotypically here are the same people that are like call it extremist Islamic terrorism what are you doing doing a man only concert for the king of Saudi Arabia Toby Keith, what a fantastic yeah. racket like are you kidding me because I bet you he gets paid bazillions of dollars to do this yeah and like and does not have to reconcile this with like his post 9-11 hit about like how we need to explode all like Arab countries because yeah no one is holding him to any account also like seeing Melania and Ivanka's like whole empowerment lady scam that they're running out there in the Middle East I'm like really this is where you want to take your brand of like empowering women and their audience is responding to it like very positively that's the thing about it that's terrifying yeah and it's just there is a part of me too that's like I I know like we joke about this because that's the only way we can get through the week. But laughing about like the all dude Toby Keith concert or like the like weird glowing orb photos. It's like, you know, it's like it, it's really hard to like step back then and just be like, oh, God, like it's so we joke so that like we don't lo- like to completely despair. But it's like yeah, these- we joke so we don't fall into um, Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, ugh. well, that's we, that's a future episode. I know. Like, consuming news like this while also watching The Handmaid's Tale, like the specific like psychological torture that that is. Uh, speaking of psychological torture, <laughs> um, this uh, opinion pieces are so hard. Opinion pieces in the Washington Post can literally be some of the worst things you will ever read. But um, Kathleen Parker is at it again. <laughs> the pages, she's at it again. She's at it again. Like writing, let me read to you just the headline of this like opinion situation. Melania and Ivanka Trump show the world what feminine power looks like. Throw up all over my computer. Can we give the people education on who Kathleen Parker is oh, for one minute and like why you can't trust anything she says? Well, she's a Pulitzer pl- Prize winning columnist. So like one would think that those are some like pretty good credentials. It was in No, 20- that just means you're good at takes. I mean, <laughs> you're look, good at hot takes. She's a professional hot taker. Like that's what I would say. <laughs> An award winning hot taker. An award winning hot taker pretty morally bankrupt and like deeply conservative but like occasionally she notes when things have gone totally off the rails on the right like in in 2008 after she had been known for quite some time as a conservative columnist she was like step down from the ticket Sarah Palin like you know like you are clearly <laughs> like like bonkers so you know like you know I think that like sometimes if you say a few things that are normal like in the context of like an otherwise like, like we forget that you're bananas exactly I, or you get a reputation for being like a fair balanced and level-headed like commentator from the other side of the aisle but yeah no like don't trust her yeah so yeah she writes this like really awful thing about how like uh you know, first of all, she uses the uh, Lily Pulitzer's dictum, being happy never goes out of style. Let me tell you. It's out of style right now. <laughs> let me tell you. Yeah, it's literally out of style until we get a new president. <laughs> so, like, don't get it twisted, Kathleen. And this is like conservative propaganda at its best, right? It's like you take these, like, two very privileged American women. They go to the Middle East. And instead of, you know, like, wearing the regular outfits that they wear, they just, like, wear a suit and like you know a shirt that buttons all the way to the top and like do the you know like whatever the modesty like the faux american modesty abroad can look like and they sit next to their husbands and they don't say anything in the room and they're beautiful prizes and you know like that's what feminine power is it's like how do you use your looks 
you know, to like uh, guile people, beguile people into doing something for you. And actually, it's like, this is garbage. You know what feminine power is like? Is when you actually have a woman who is the decision maker. Or like maybe a secretary of state who's a woman. Could that yeah. work? Ah. <laughs> also, like, listen, two words that should always make you run. It's like run. It's like close a computer, run. Don't trust this person is feminine power. Like literally, like there is nothing inherently powerful about being feminine. It is a garbage, like very cis-centered like non- nonsensical it's cool to live like, your truth as a feminine person it's just like the idea yeah. that that is where you derive your power yeah, but it's like but you know it's like saying that like uh you know like here's how you find power in your oppression like you know what i mean and it and it also like makes you kind of this like conniving person like people don't expect you to be a powerful person because you're supposed to be subservient to a man but here you are it makes me so angry because of the actual political moment that we're in that like a woman like this and Kathleen Parker is no stranger to sexism and understanding power dynamics and how the levers of power work or whatever. The fact that she would like write garbage like this and think that it is, you know, it's like a scammy. It's like really scammy and gross. I had a slightly different take on like this column and on like their, the, whole Ivanka Ivanka and Melania's Ivankia, like Ivankia, Ivankia, oh my god I'm into yes. it. I'm Ivankia, into it. Ivankia's like uh you know decisions when it came to this trip like their image dressing situation but yeah like this column so first of all it should be said that like Kathleen Parker kind of like what we were saying before is like no big fan of the Cheeto himself but like I think that there's this interesting thing too that's happening where it's like okay if you don't want to be like outright resistant to or critical of him you can sort of like praise the women in proximity to him while saying like oh he's coarse vulgar and terrible and like doesn't read but like you know look at these smart women in his orbit and like this is a this is a sort of way to kind of like keep your standing in like your political worldview without challenging it too much the thing that like about this that's so weird is it's actually just like a classic like talking about women's clothes as like the extent of their like political leverage. Yeah, it's you know, like all they it's because they can't open their mouths, like all they have is how they dress. Yeah, and it's like, you know, the idea too of addressing only like the sort of representation like Melania, for example, is like putting forth when she's on these state trips. It's like, what are you doing back home? Like, you know, you can write this like glowing article about like power. Um, and sure. her cause is bullying. Her cause is internet bullying, but she doesn't deal with our biggest internet bullying. I know, it's her cry for help. <laughs> she's like, can everyone get on board with bullying, please? Um, the last thing that I will say about this is that um, from the Obama era, Alyssa Master Monaco, who used to work for President Obama, who wrote this book called Who Thought This Was a Good Idea? And uh, I haven't read the book yet, but I was listening to an interview that she did where she talks about a trip to Saudi Arabia and how they had been told that the protocol was that like her and I guess like the other lady staffers wouldn't get to meet the king and like shake his hand. And then as soon as they got off the plane, the plan changed. Like the Saudi staffers were like, no, no, go in the line, meet him. And it's actually hilarious. She talks about it on the Crooked Media podcast I like one of the one of the media podcasts but she the story like I don't know it made me laugh so hard because she was like the president like didn't expect that he was gonna have to introduce them and then he's like you know like here's this man he, he's my speechwriter. here's this man he has an important job or whatever and the minute he saw the women he was like this is Alyssa like what are you doing here what's going on and like you were not supposed to be in that space and I was like wow and this is like our liberal president who is trying to kowtow to the the like regional and like cultural norms of this place 
it is not new that like this president would do that because this is clearly a calculus that every presidency has to make. But it's in stark contrast to like the ways that they talked about Islam and cultural norms and, you know, like those kinds of countries. So all of this to say that I'm angry. I'm angry. I'm angry about all of it. Well, and it's also like a question of like how how women... I don't know. I, I think about, I saw astronaut Mae Jemison speak. Maybe we talked about this earlier this year. And like part of her talk was about not just like how and if you get a seat at the table, but like once what you do with your seat. And like I've been, mm. that's like a way that I think a lot about a position of being first lady or like White House staffer like Ivanka, um, which is like, what are you doing with your seat at the table? And like there's an interesting line to walk here. Recognize that if you, if you are praising women for their progress in that country while sitting alongside leaders who choose to continue to hinder their rights, like you are actually being used as a puppet, right? Like they can sort of say... No puppet, no puppet. I mean, no puppet. Which if you remember this moment from the debates, like you're you're on my level. <laughs> uh, but you know, but you know, like it's, it's, it's all about like the juxtaposition, right? Yeah. Like if she had chosen to kind of like take interest in the rights of women, not while sitting right next to these people, like sure, like praise women for their, their, their efforts to make change like in that country, but then like turn to the leader sitting right next to you and say hey what are you doing to help them like what are you doing to enable them gaining more rights like as opposed to hinder that that's what's hard and that what's that's what makes it hard to you know is to have the real conversation about people that we know and people in general who say like i want to help from the inside and i want to you know like do whatever it's i'm like i'm sorry we don't have enough enough trust built up that i believe that like Ivanka sitting in these rooms and like using her powers for good or that she even had you know and to be fair to her too is that like she doesn't operate in a system where she's empowered to say that too you know what I mean or do anything of course of course that's part of it all of this to say congratulations you played yourselves (laughs) so this makes me so mad but can I tell you one really funny thing to come out of this trip is that we have so much more footage added to the reel of um Melania and her husband pretending to hold hands. Oh my god, all it's, of the like awkward hand grabs, not misses. Yeah. Like this actually like the biggest scam of post election is the fact that like Melania is angling for a divorce and we all have to pay for okay, it. Okay, that's not the biggest scam, but I appreciate <laughs> you paying attention to that. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like I am under assault and you get a second home and free security. You get all of this shit. That footage always constantly makes me laugh. It's like every time they come off a plane or whatever, it's like if she's not swat his hand away they're doing the fake like our hands are brushing and then she just like cringes slaps it away i'm like this is like four years of this reel is is gonna be amazing what if he's actually physically toxic to the touch and she's just protecting herself listen i've seen how orange he is of course he's (laughs) physically toxic to the touch (laughs) oh my god melania wear sunscreen girl (laughs) (laughs) spf one bajillion for you save you from the bro zone layer yeah You can find us many places on the internet and our website, callyourgirlfriend.com. You can download this podcast anywhere you listen to your faves or on Apple Podcasts, where we would love a review from you. You can tweet at us at callyrgf or email us at callyrgf at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, where you have to look it up for yourself, and on Instagram at callyrgf. You can even leave us a short voicemail at 714-681-2943. That's 714-681-CYGF. Our theme song is by Robin, and all the other music you heard today was composed by Carolyn Pennypacker-Riggs. This podcast is produced by Gina Delbeck. Um, See you in Philly. Oh my God, see you in Philly and on the internet and on Instagram and everywhere. And on the sofa. Ow, ow. (laughs) 